let's get this starting. Cool. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. My name is Eric, and if you're new to the channel, here we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. If you are new to the channel, then take a quick second and consider subscribing. Let me start over. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. My name is Eric, and here we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. If you're new to the channel, then please consider subscribing. And if you enjoy the podcast today, give it a big thumbs up. And if you're listening to this audio over on Apple Podcasts or Libsyn, uh, go ahead and head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave the podcast a five-star review, and of course, share it with all your friends. And before we jump into the podcast, just a quick reminder that we are working right now with the Biohacking Congress. That is a huge biohacking conference happening down in Miami, Florida, October 16th and 17th. Tickets are on sale right now. Some of the Best voices, most influential people in the wellness and biohacking space will be down there speaking, including our guest today. If you want to go, like I said, you can get tickets online, but the Biohacking Congress has actually given me here at Holistic Nootropics 50 free virtual tickets. So you can attend this conference from the comfort of your own home. And I'm giving those away to you, the listener and the viewer. And if you would like one, all you got to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave the Holistic Nootropics Podcast a five-star review, take a screenshot of that review, email it over to me at info at holisticnootropics.com, and I will send you over a free virtual ticket. Very easy to do, and like I said, some of the best names and voices uh, and people in the wellness space, and let's be honest, this is like the first big biohacking congress happening in almost two years, so this is not to be missed, even if you do it virtually. So with that, I'm gonna introduce our guest today. His name is Mike Bikowski. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike Belkowski. Um, Dr. Mike is a doctor of physical therapy with a holistic approach to physical therapy by integrating unique treatments such as dry needling, cupping, blood flow, restriction training, uh, I'm sorry, blood flow restriction training, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and of course, red light therapy, which we're gonna talk a lot about today. He is the founder of Bio Light, which is an industry leader and provides the highest quality and safest devices, and even more importantly, educates the masses on the countless wellness benefits of red light therapy and how to properly utilize this healing technology to achieve effective real results. He's also the host of his own podcast called The Red Light Report. Dr. Belkowski fervently believes red light therapy is a must for anyone looking to optimize their health and longevity. Dr. Mike Belkowski, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Eric, appreciate it, man. Thanks for the nice intro. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have such a such a cool bio. I love interviewing people who, you know, they they appreciate the holistic approach. You know, I talk to a lot of people like yourself, holistic doctors, naturopaths, functional medicine doctors, physical therapists. And really, I find it so interesting because it's such an alternative path to go down. And, uh, you know, I'd love to know your story. How did you get turned on to holistic wellness? What made you go the physical therapy route and ultimately to where you are today, uh, where you are today running this BioLite company? Yeah, becoming a physical therapist, I guess it was just ingrained in me. My mom is a pharmacist, so kind of that uh, uh, medical background there growing up. Um, but I was always into the body and whether it was working out or exercise, just trying to optimize that. And, you know, personal trainer was the closest thing I could have done, but I've always thought of myself or I've always tried, tried to be as cerebral and um, for my own benefit, but to help others as well. And then there's that 
there's that other part where you want to help as many people as possible. So you have that, um, that character that, that comes with most physical therapists. And so um, went to physical therapy school at the University of Montana, where I was born and raised, which is Missoula, Montana, and graduated in 2016 with zero intentions to start any business. I mean, you're not taught any business in PT school, at least when I was there. Um, and I didn't go to business school, but it wasn't uh, but three or four months after I took my first uh, physical therapy job at a local outpatient clinic that I was severely turned off by the allopathic model and the way that uh, you were kind of nudged to treat. And what I mean by that is when you run an outpatient clinic that takes insurance, the insurances more or less dictate how you treat or you're handcuffed by how the insurance companies reimburse you. And so we'd have our monthly meetings at the PT clinic and we're kind of told uh, we should use these codes more or these treatments more because we're going to get reimbursed more as a clinic, which we quote unquote need to keep the doors open and, and continue to treat people. And it wasn't just the clinic I'm working at. That's, um, that's in every outpatient clinic around the country. I mean, you run on foot traffic and of course you need money. Uh, to keep the doors open. So again, if an insurance company reimburses more for this treatment, even though I know this other treatment may help them more, we're kind of nudged again to do this other treatment that gets reimbursed more. And so that whole mentality and that whole, uh, which is rampant, not just in PT, but other um, allopathic medical um, um, treatments as well, or professions as well, so that didn't sit right with me. I felt like I could be doing other things to help my patients more, but I just couldn't in this allopathic model. So at the same time that was going through my mind, I happened to coincidentally take a dry needling course, which uh, I always wanted to get certified in dry needling, even when I was going through PT school, just because I thought the concept of, of sticking people with needles and, and getting the healing response was pretty cool. But I had no idea just how powerful dry needling actually was until I went through that course. And I was absolutely blown away at how many things you can treat with dry needling, how quickly you get responses. I'm talking about instantaneous. And I had a personal, uh, couple of things that happened to me. Um, for one, I had a hip injury of 13 years where, where it was always tight. And during the dry needling course, you practice on each other. So when my partners got to my hip within a couple minutes, my hip was unlocked for the first time in over a decade and it stayed that way. So I had that immediate response, which just blew my mind. And so again, I'm like, if there's this treatment that's this powerful, can help uh, quickly get real results, why don't more people know about this? And the reason why dry needling works so well in a nutshell is because it drives down inflammation and improves circulation rather instantaneously, which is important when we talk about uh, my aha moment with red light therapy. And so after I took that dry needling course and I was getting fed up with the allopathic model, I decided to start my own cash-based physical therapy practice in Missoula. And I did cash based because I didn't want to accept insurances directly. Thus, I was not handcuffed or uh, my treatments weren't predicated on how uh, insurance companies were going to reimburse me. So I was able to find these quote unquote holistic treatments, such as dry needling, eventually cupping when I took the advanced dry needling course, uh, eventually picked up blood flow restriction training. And then uh, last year, I incorporated hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And so just those four treatments alone, um, I would argue is much more holistic than 99% of uh, what physical therapists are going to offer to you. So 
with that being said, even through the years, as I'm going through my practice, I'm trying to uh, make my claim to fame in a town, Missoula, Montana, that is inundated with PT practices. You kind of have to uh, be unique, not unique in the sense that you're, you're going off the wall just for the sake of going off the wall, but efficacious treatments, treatments that work, treatments that are effective. People are going to walk in with pain or an issue. They're going to leave um, with realized results. And so that's what I was doing through the years running my cash-based PT practice. And so inevitably reading all these books and going through the research, I fell upon photobiomodulation or red light therapy, which I had heard about multiple times, uh, specifically through the Ben Greenfield podcast. He always talks about red light therapy and juve. And I didn't really think much of it because at that time it was light. And I'm like, what can light possibly do? It sounds cool. It looks cool, but like, you know, it's light. What could it possibly do? But when I read this red light therapy book by Ari Witten, um, which was my really first exposure to reading about red light therapy, he thoroughly explains all the different theories and uh, potential mechanisms of how red light therapy works. And the aha moment was the big two things are it reduces inflammation and improve circulation along with optimizing mitochondrial health. So again, those two things that paralleled so well with dry needling, which was my claim to fame in my PT practice, that was my aha moment because I knew how powerful it was with dry needling. And now here it is in the form of light, non-invasive. Uh, so that, that was really cool to me. And again, it was like, if, if uh, red light therapy works this well based on molecular um, mechanisms and then the research which was the second half of that book that I read, then why don't more people know about, about it? Why aren't more people using it if the research is this robust and, and um, efficacious? So I looked at the market to see what there was um, to offer. And there was kind of two ends of the spectrum is what I saw. One being these cheaper products, you know, I don't want to, you know, dog on Amazon, but um, cheaper products, probably cheaper results. What are the safety specs on those? And then on the opposite side, you have very expensive uh, products, relatively speaking. And do they really justify the price? So I felt like there was this massive gap in between, you know, either end of the spectrum where if someone could come in, offer a superior product and uh, with safety specs, um, superior safety specs, that the demand would be crazy high. Um, maybe not immediately, but over time. Because even then, when I started BioLite back in 2019, red light therapy was slowly on the come up. And even just over the past two, two and a half years, it, it's definitely grown, but I still feel like it is very unknown um, to, the, to the masses. And I think that'll, that'll change over the next you know, two to three or four years. So that's where BioLite was kind of um, uh, uh, where it commenced was looking at the market, seeing this massive gap, thought that, again, if I could uh, uh, produce a, a products that were superior in specs for a more affordable price, the demand would be there. And, and it sure has been, um, especially the past eight, uh, eight to 10 months. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's such a interesting journey. Uh, you know, and it sounds a lot like many people I've had on this podcast, many of the doctors, many of the wellness professionals who, who have a very similar thing where they have their own problem. And then the, the allopathic medicine model, the insurance model, lets them down or they're just, I, I, and now that I think about it, like, I don't know specifically how somebody comes to that realization. Like this just isn't working. Like at some point you just go, this isn't working. What else is out there? 
And as soon as you say that to yourself, like in your case, it was the dry needling thing and you go, wow, this stuff really works. Like, can you believe these things they've been doing for years before they had all of this electricity and technology and screens and uh, medicines? Like they were doing this stuff and people were living and feeling better. Why aren't we doing that anymore? And the, the, the doctor model is so underappreciated by people when they, um, when you start to understand how limiting it is simply because the insurance purely dictates how a doctor is going to treat you. And it's just set up to not help people. It's set up to make money, which I understand. But at the same time, you know, when you start to see that and you go, we don't have to do it that way. There's other things to do. And then you start going down that rabbit hole. When you start going down that rabbit hole of alternative treatments, and then that leads you into biohacking, and then that leads you into gadgets and doohickeys. Some work, some don't. But then it was very similar to me too, where I started hearing about red light. And then when you see that there's, oh my God, thousands of studies on this, and where has this been this whole time? And then you even just equate it to the fact that it's like, oh yeah, well, when I walk outside and I get sunshine, I feel better. Why? Because there's an actual physiological response happening in my body. Vitamin D conversion, mitochondrial stimulation, circadian rhythm activation, all of these things. It's like, well, let's go deeper on this. And that sounds a lot like what you've done. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off of what you just mentioned, as far as going outside in, in today's world, we're told to cover up with clothes and sunglasses and hats and, and whatever else. And then of course, slather on all of that a wonderful toxic uh, a cream or lotion or whatever. And so people think they're going outside and potentially getting some sunlight, but they're really covered up and they're actually getting zero benefits because we've kind of been uh, told to be afraid of the sunlight or not getting too much sunlight exposure. So we cover up, cover up, cover up. And it's kind of a vicious circle because the more you cover up, the easier it is to get sunburned. And then we get those, you know, negative effects from the sun that are true, you know, excessive UV radiation, but if you did the reverse and you slowly expose yourself in longer duration and more skin over time, you'd actually build up that quote unquote solar callus so that you would literally be able to be outside in the sun for longer without getting UV damage. So we're in this mentality right now where we're, we're scared of the sun. We're not getting that exposure. And like you alluded to all those health benefits we're missing out on. So essentially it's like throwing a tarp over a tree or a plant and expecting it to thrive right? That's essentially what we're doing to ourselves, uh, whether it's covering up with, with clothing and suntan lotion, or we're just in, in, indoors all day. So we're literally not getting in any of that uh, full spectrum sunlight. So that alone is a cause for a lot of these health, uh, health maladies today, but then compounded with excessive exposure to this fake light, like you and I are talking in front of these, these screens, which is just blue light technology, which maybe in the middle of the day is not as big of a deal, um, you could argue that it still is, but uh, most people love using this type of technology right before bed or even when they're in bed and that just wrecks your circadian rhythm. So, so this whole concept of malillumination where we're not getting enough of the healthy full spectrum sunlight compounded with uh, getting too much of this non-native light and especially at the wrong time and timing's everything when, when we're talking about circadian rhythm. So while, while those, uh, those issues wreak havoc on our physiology and our health and wellness, the ways to fix them are extremely simple and more or less free 
which should be kind of liberating for people to hear and, and um, I guess, know. So you were talking about like your personal experience with, uh, with dry needling and you had that physical aha moment where your, you know, your, your hip felt better. And that was a, that was like a, that was like a hard stop. Like you go, Oh, this is it. Did you have one of those with red light? Like where you used red light and it was like, Oh, this is, this is it. Unfortunately, I don't have that story. I wish um, I was bold enough to be a politician and lie. (laughs) <laughs> say yes, but but in all honesty, so when I started this, you know, again, about two and a half years ago, I wasn't dealing with any aches or pains or mental issues or uh, or skin issues or anything like that. So it's not like I had this aha moment like I did with dry needling. Um, but again, reading the research and then having my friends or my family use it who are having issues. That's where I saw a little more proof in the pudding before I took the full-fledged uh, leap into, into the industry. For example, my mom, um, for a multitude of reasons, was dealing with, with sleep issues her entire life. She said, even back when she was in, in middle school, and when she started using a full body panel consistently with a protocol that I gave her, she was able to go to sleep quicker and she wasn't waking up as frequently. So, so her sleep dramatically improved and that was about a month let's say of using that full body panel pretty consistently so so it was cool for her to recognize or realize some benefits um with that and then i've had other people uh friends or even and even customers who have told me they've had chronic headaches or migraines and all they do is step in front of their their panel and almost instantaneously it goes away or people with uh, gotten a car accident and their back is wrecked and it's been painful for months and they've gone through physical therapy and they've done x y and z but not until they uh, started utilizing red light therapy did their pain actually go away so some people just uh and everyone's body is different of course with biohacking or health or, or anything everyone responds a little differently but um it's so impactful and powerful to hear these stories because they're real people aren't going to lie if they're a chronic headache or or migraine or that that the light worked they felt it just like I did with dry needling. And that's not to say you're going to see instantaneous results like some of these people do. It's possible. Um, but for the most part, you're going to have to use it consistently if you want to see that improvement in skin health or that decrease in pain or that improved mental health or sleep. But still, it's non-invasive. You use it in the safety of your home. Um, and, and, and there's really close to no negative side effects, which is the cool part. So it's super low risk, super, super high reward and massive return on your investment. If you do invest in a piece of technology like this, cause you're going to have it and you can utilize it for thyroid health or sleep or skin health or, or exercise performance or cognitive health. And, and the list goes on and on and on, which after a while, it does uh, start to sound like a snake oil pitch. Um, and I'll admit that. And that's how it was for me until you start looking at the research and you realize with red light therapy, uh, basically boosting the mitochondrial health and function that you're able to treat all these different things because mitochondria are in every single cell in your body, except for red blood cells. So um, that's kind of where when you use red light therapy, you're really treating the foundation or you're treating the root cause. It's not just a bandaid for the, for the situation or whatever health malady you're, you're dealing with. It's the real deal. And if you look at the top mitochondrial researcher in the world, who is Dr. Doug Wallace, 
um, he's gone on record based on his research and others that um, 80% of diseases and health conditions in, in the world today are caused by mitochondrial dysfunction, meaning uh, the worse off or the more, um, um, uh, I guess, dysfunctional your mitochondria are, the more likely you are to contract some type of a disease or, or health issue. And on the flip side, the healthier and the more vibrant and the more um, uh, healthier mitochondria are, the less likely you are to come down with any health disease, whether it's even a cold or, or a flu or something. Because again, your, your mitochondria are part of your immune system. If they're dysfunctional, you're not going to be able to stave off these, these uh, uh, parasites, viruses, bacteria. Whereas if you had a vibrant and robust mitochondria, you're much more readily going to, going to fight off even um, immune infections. So it's, it's pretty wild. And even to wrap your mind around the impact of the mitochondria, but just knowing in a nutshell, the more vibrant your mitochondria are, the healthier you are going to be for longer. So not only are you going to have a uh, longer lifespan, but the quality of your life is going to be much more vibrant and much better even later, later on into your life. So it's pretty cool. And red light therapy is just one of the ways that you can boost your mitochondria, but it's a pretty darn powerful one. And it has no side effects, which is huge. And, you know, well, well, let's just say extremely few amount of people have negative side effects, but let's say you are a relatively sick person or you have like a lot of toxins withheld in your body. The first couple of times you use red light therapy, because uh, one of the main things is that vaso, uh, vasodilation because of the nitric oxide uh, production with red light therapy. So you get that vasodilation, you increase flow or you increase, uh, you know, oxygen and, and blood going to places and toxins coming out. So the first couple of times you may get some mild headaches or malaise or even uh, nausea, but that's a sign of detox. That's a sign that your body needed this. And after those first couple of times and you use red light therapy consistently, those detox symptoms will be gone and your health is going to go um, up, up and up. So, so yes, minimal to no negative side effects. It's very safe. Even if you quote unquote overdose on red light therapy, meaning you expose your body to uh, too many jewels of light energy, you're not really going to have any negative side effects other than you might not get the results you're looking for, or you might be a little fatigued because you've over inundated your mitochondria with, with that light, that stimulating light. But otherwise, like you said, yes, very, very safe, very few to no negative side effects. And that's so important that you, you mentioned this, this kind of detox reaction phenomenon, because people are just, you know, that's like one of the big buzzwords in wellness, right? Like detox. And it's, it's, you know, in my opinion, it's a, it's obviously a real physiological thing your body does, but right now it's a sales pitch and, you know, people just, they want to do de- like, I got to do a detox, got to do a juice cleanse, got to do the, you know, the South beach detox, whatever it is. Right. But you don't realize like, Hey, you know, this is the thing your body's going to start doing and you're going to start pouring. And even the word toxins is a little uh, ambiguous for people. Like, I mean, there are legitimate toxic things in your body, you know, whether it be um, endocrine disrupting chemicals, heavy metals, uh, parasites, virus, all these things. They all get, they all start moving when you do this stuff. And, you know, the body's so tricky where it's like, well, if the body's never done this, it doesn't know where to put that stuff. It doesn't know where to send it, you know, and it starts circulating and then people go, oh my God, I feel worse. But going back to the, you know, the whole mitochondrial thing, you know, here on this channel, I, I try to really kind of put an emphasis on, on mental health and how does this affect the brain? And 
you know, I don't want to say nowhere in the body is mitochondria more important, but you know, right now you see all of these chronic mental health issues, right? And hey, people have legit mental health reasons. I totally get it. There is a lot of things wrong with the world. People come from some pretty crazy backgrounds. People have insane amounts of trauma. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of elements working against optimal mental health right now. But when you start getting the mitochondria flowing in the brain or in the body, um, you know, you're pumping energy, you start feeling a lot better and you start getting, you know, you, you start to see things like mood enhancement, focus enhancement, memory enhancement. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen some studies in older people at risk for dementia and they're doing photobiomodulation and, you know, they've given them memory tests and, you know, they start to, oh, wow, look, your, your memory is actually a little bit better. Um, and I think those are some of the most exciting benefits you're going to get from red light. And it, and it does come from the mitochondria. Well, speaking of mental health, um, coincidentally, the Olympics are happening right now and, and look at Simone Biles and uh, the impact of, of mental health and the role that can play, right? So, um, of course, her situation is, is very different than other people like you're talking about who are dealing with other type of mental issues. But um, yeah, mental health is extremely important. And, and there's an abundance of research showing how especially near infrared light can help improve mood, get you out of anxiety um, situations or, or um, depression. And I say near infrared, just to give a little background on, on the light, red light doesn't penetrate deeper than the skin. So uh, you're only going to use red light to treat skin issues, anti-aging, anti-wrinkle, cellulite, um, those inflammatory conditions like uh, eczema and psoriasis, and even well, especially wound healing. Um, so if you're going to treat anything deeper than the skin, it has to incorporate near infrared. And especially with the brain, it's, it's uh, um, encapsulated in this thing called the skull, which is pretty thick. <laughs> the point being, uh, the red's not going to get through that, especially because it only gets through the skin. But there's only a fraction of the light when you're using near infrared that actually gets through the skin, gets through the subcutaneous fat, gets through the skull, and ultimately to the brain. So you need a device that has relatively high power and then it takes um, a higher dosage because again, such a little of that light is actually getting to the brain. But the point being the light that does get there is extremely beneficial. And to your point, the brain is uh, one of the, if not the most mitochondrial dense tissues in the body, which makes sense because it's one of the most energy um, uh, dependent uh, uh, tissues in the body. So you have the, the brain, the muscles, the heart and the eye um, are kind of the top four because they require the most energy and the mitochondria produce the energy. So yeah, to your point, there's abundance of research coming out um, the last several years, especially about how red light therapy can help with uh, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, uh, traumatic brain injuries and concussions, stroke, and of course, depression, all in their different physiological ways. But again, all of those, those um, health issues in some way, shape, or form are dealing with mitochondrial dysfunction. So if you're able to, again, reverse that um, issue, optimize the health of the mitochondria, your energy production is going to be better. Uh, your organs are going to be working more efficiently and more optimally. Then it makes sense that these issues can be uh, mitigated. Prevented is another thing you can do or, or reversed. So even if you're not dealing with any of these issues, you can use red light therapy as a prophylactic measure. Let's say you're in your uh, 50s, 60s, or 70s, and you feel like your mental health is sharp, well, you can use red light therapy 
again, specifically near infrared on a consistent basis, and you're likely going to stave off those potential issues in combination, you know, with a vibrant lifestyle, getting outside, um, being um, active, both mentally and physically. But red light therapy can really help with that with that mental aspect as well. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. Like where, uh, and I say it all the time. It's like when you when you um, when your body feels better, your brain feels better. Um, so yeah, maybe it's kind of tough to get these these near infrared waves through your skull to your brain. Um, but if you can improve circulation in your blood, if you can help your blood pressure if you can lower overall inflammation, if you can calm down your immune system. Um, I mean, hell, if you can make your bones feel better, if you can make your skin feel better, all of this has a collective effect on your mood. Um, you know, because again, what's happening in your body is going to be felt in your brain and vice versa. And I mean, some people just, they just need like that little nudge, like they, like that physiological nudge in the right direction. Um, and it could certainly, certainly help the mood and, and all the functions of the mind for sure. Well, let's keep in mind that a lot of these brain issues, we're talking about Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and whatnot. We're dealing with two huge factors on top of the mitochondrial dysfunction, and that's neuroinflammation that doesn't just show up one day and all of a sudden you have Alzheimer's. It's, it's um, over the course of years, if not decades of this neuroinflammation, but then you also have compromised uh, cerebral blood flow, which causes a lot of these issues. So again, back to re what red light therapy does, it reduces inflammation, improves circulation. And I think there's some research that shows um, just with some consistent near infrared light to the brain, you improve cerebral blood, th blood flow by 30%, mm. which, which is pretty huge, especially if you're dealing with, you know, compromised circulation. And then some cool research, really cool research that's come out recently, I think this year or last year, as far as improving mental health or reducing um, anxiety, depression is using red light therapy on your gut because of that gut brain access. And there's research showing um, by using red light therapy on, on your gut, um, you're improving the proportion of the healthy bacteria. Whereas when you have, um, you know, poor gut health or even poor mental health, you can look at your gut bacteria and you're going to have the quote unquote bad bacteria in a much higher proportion in the quote unquote good bacteria in a lower proportion. And so what red light therapy does is apparently it can help reverse that. So now you have a higher proportion of that good bacteria in your gut, which then with that gut brain axis actually improves your, uh, your mood because I forget what the exact number is, but it's a super high number, 80 or 90% of your serotonin is actually uh, produced in your gut. So again, if you can optimize your gut health, produce more serotonin, and again, gut-brain access, you can improve your uh, mental health via your gut. Yeah, I go, I go straight for the gut with, uh, you know, when, when going for improving um, at least mood, you know, and you nailed it. It's like 80 to 90% serotonin, 50% dopamine, 50% GABA, 50%, you know, high, high amounts of acetylcholine. And these are crucial neurotransmitters. And you touched on this earlier, like, People really underestimate, I mean, just the severity of the toxicity in their lives. And, you know, like, for instance, the big thing right now is mold. You know, a lot of people are talking about mold. And we're just now starting to uncover how bad and how prevalent mold is. But the reality is, like, if you got mold in your house, 
you it's very difficult to to do something about that. You can't you can't just move. You can't just you know destroy your house and then rebuild it. And then even if you do move, you're probably gonna move into another place with mold. It's it's everywhere. Um, the sunscreen, the lotions, the makeup. I mean the the everything in our environment, the food, the water, the air. So when it comes to things like red light, it's it's a prophylactic. You're using it because it's like you have to do something to offset all of this stuff that is literally attacking your mitochondria. You know, you're you're almost like giving your mitochondria, you know, a Swiss army knife to be like, okay, I'm not getting destroyed anymore. You know, it's like a, a UFC fight where it's just first round knockouts all day because you're just getting crushed by all of this toxicity. But now it's like you're putting your mitochondria in the gym. You're strengthening it. You're saying, hey, I'm going to give you a fighting chance. And especially if you're using that on your gut and then you're seeing bacterial benefits. Um, I mean, it's it's really it's really an underappreciated technology that uh, that I'm excited to see um, be promoted by people like yourself. Yeah, and going back to gut health, um, I was reminded by uh, Dr. Kelly Blodgett, who's a biological dentist up in uh, Portland, Oregon, who I interviewed uh, several months ago at this point. But he reminded me the impact of your oral health mm. on your gut health and how. Um, a majority of your health begins in your mouth. It begins in your oral cavity, which, you know, I guess we kind of take it for granted or don't even think about, you know, we brush our teeth and hopefully floss and we go to the dentist, I guess, every couple times a year. Um, but the impact of our oral health, I think, is vastly overlooked. And again, I was reminded by uh, speaking with Kelly Blodgett. And so if you can alter your gut health by optimizing your oral health, well, then in theory, and this has been proven in the research, you can alter your mental status by optimizing your oral health because it's like a triangle or at least like a V where your oral health um, impacts your gut health, your gut health impacts your mental health and vice versa. So it's a two-way uh, highway, both directions. So just a reminder of people um, of that and that you can actually utilize red light therapy in your mouth, red and near infrared light for an array of things, whether it's gingivitis or post uh, surgery with, with any type of orthodontic surgery, um, tooth sensitivity, gum sensitivity. And again, of course, in our gums and our teeth and everything in our mouth, there's mitochondria. So there's a way to, um, improve the health status in the mouth. And like you just talked about it, you can also just use it prophylactically, uh, in your mouth. So you can, again, positively impact your gut, positively impact your mood. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's an exciting time because we're learning so much and there are ways where we can take health into our own hands and be our own best advocate and not rely on the medical doctor or rely on the allopathic model uh, where the, there is a time and place, of course, for the allopathic model, such as acute injuries or acute health conditions. But in, in today's world, we're dealing with chronic issues, chronic conditions, which the allopathic model just is not set up for. So there's a time and place for both, but unless you're dealing with an acute injury, um, or a, an acute health condition, there are many ways in the alternative health world to um, really take health into your own hands and improve it on your own. Yeah, the 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 dental side. I've been hearing a lot about this dental um, uh, this dental health impact on the body and the gut. And, uh, and, and it actually makes me think about Weston A. Price. And, you know, he was, he's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the godfather of like the paleo movement in a way. Right. And, you know, for people that don't know the story real quick, 
this dentist back in the 30s, Weston A. Price. He was seeing all these patients who had all of this chronic disease, which he had never seen before. And, you know, he was a dentist, but he was noticing that the chronic disease kind of sort of um, correlated with all of these. Well, I shouldn't say chronic disease. He was seeing like like cavities and, and dental problems they'd never seen before. And he was noticing that, well, the people who were having these problems also were dealing with other issues physically. And so gave up his, his dental practice and he traveled around the world. I don't remember for how long. And he was going to these remote places um, that were at one time remote, but had now been inundated by the, by the standard Western diet. And he was clearly noticing differences in the shapes of people's skulls, in their dental profiles, and then subsequently their health, that it was all kind of connected to like the Western diet. And that's interesting now that we're just now coming back around to that and going, well, yeah, there's, there is an, an interesting connection. And it sounds like there's even more science to it that connects the health of your mouth to like the health of the rest of your body. And it's really cool to know that, and I never even thought of this before, you can shine red light in your mouth and there's actually benefits to that. Yeah, there's there's more research on, you know, photobiomodulation, which is like the scientific term for red light therapy and and oral health. It's uh it's almost as robust as skin health and skin health is one of the most um touted benefits of red light therapy. Um but yeah, pain pain uh pain attention and uh, doing what you can to optimize your health whether it's oil pulling or you know your regular uh, brushing and flossing and hopefully you're using a toothpaste that doesn't have all that crap in it. Um, eating a healthy diet, not inundating your teeth with, you know, acidic, uh, drinks on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much to, to move the needle for your oral health and overall, I mean, uh, um, ultimately your, your overall health. Absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about BioLite? Like, what do you, because there's now it's like I'm seeing a lot of these red light companies popping up. And, you know, as, as the lay consumer, I don't know the difference between, you know, one company to another. Like, I look at different red light panels and they all kind of look um, similar to me. So can you talk a little bit about what you're doing at BioHealth that's, that's different from other companies you see out there? Yeah, so BioLite, like I mentioned kind of with the origin story, is looking for ways to optimize the current products and then bringing new innovative products to the market, uh, which we have been doing the past past month, actually. But uh, for the panel specifically, you want to look at several, fact, several factors, one being the light radiance, which is kind of the term uh, for like light power. And so the higher the light irradiance, the deeper the light's going to penetrate, which is especially important if you're treating, you know, bones and joints and the brain and organs, you know, anything that's deep, uh, central nervous system, of course. Um, so you want something that's definitely above 100 milliwatts per centimeter squared, uh, preferably up in the, the 130s to 150s. And secondly, you want to look at uh, a couple of safety factors, and that would be EMF emission, which I'm sure your crowd and your audience is pretty familiar with, uh, why would you want to buy a health product that's going to inundate your body and inundate your cells with, with more EMFs? I mean, we're, we're getting enough of that, you know, in the modern world today. So you want um, lowest EMF emission as possible because there's some companies, even the most expensive, um, you know, panels on the market, they're incorporating Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, which I've personally tested. 
And it's unbelievable what the EMF is. Even at 15, 18 inches away, it's high. It's well above the uh, safety um, guidelines. So that's just something for people to be aware of. Look at the EMF emission. If the company doesn't list it, they're either intentionally not listing it or they just haven't taken it into consideration. And then secondly, kind of, kind of along the same lines as EMF emission is light flicker. And BioLite was the first company, and I think still is the only company to have taken light flicker into consideration. And it's important because just like, you know, looking on your cell phone or TV or tablet, or if you're in an office with fluorescent lights, you're constantly surrounded by this high light flicker, which we can't perceive with the naked eye, but our eyes and our brain sure can, because our eyes and our brain are used to seeing full spectrum sunlight with zero flicker. So when the eyes receiving this message with a high, high light flicker, and it sends this mixed scrambled message to your brain, that's where you see issues like uh, chronic headaches, migraines, uh, uh, feeling fatigued, lack of concentration, eye strain, and on and on, even mood and behavioral disorders is linked to high flicker rates. So you want the light flicker as low as possible. Uh, most of the ones on the market are anywhere from 40 to 60 hertz which is a one Hertz as a flicker per second, and sometimes even up to a hundred Hertz. So again, you're not going to see it with the naked eye. You might not um, even realize the negative ramifications right away. But again, if you're using this uh, red light therapy product on a consistent basis, why, why submit yourself and your physiology to these uh, negative impacts like EMF emission and light flicker if you don't have to. So BioLite's panels have uh, between one and two Hertz. So one or two flickers per second. Uh, the portable model behind me here, the shine has zero because it runs on an internal battery, not, not electricity. So those are kind of the three big things I've taken into consideration is, again, the light irradiance for, for light power and penetration depth, um, and then EMF emission and light flicker. Yeah, I was just as you were saying light flicker, I was literally looking on some of your products and noticed you, you specifically mentioned the flicker and I was just about to ask you about that, but that's, see, those are good things to know for somebody who is like shopping for red light, you know, or they start hearing about, because you hear red light therapy, you go, oh, red light therapy is great. And then yep. you go and you go first red light. I see that's the one I want because what's the difference. And, um, it is really good to know, or it's, it's important to know that, um, you know, these little differences, like flicker rate. Um, and then, uh, you know, EMF, especially, uh, like some people don't realize they're getting these panels and they're just bathing themselves in these EMFs. Meanwhile, you're doing everything else in your life to try to avoid that stuff. Um, so, and, and it sounds like as this red light technology progresses with companies like yours, it's like, we're starting to be aware of that. And we're starting to improve on that. And it, and it really sounds like these devices are just getting better and better. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm sure people and other companies will start to incorporate that as well, which will be good because it'll just move the entire industry in the right direction. Um, but also something else I forgot to mention that BioLite does specifically that I, I still haven't seen any other company do is, um, so I personally developed a red light therapy protocols, uh, treatment protocols ebook. And so the ebook is full of um, information on red light therapy, kind of like what we've been talking today, but even a little more in depth. So people get a better understanding of what red and near infrared light is, why it helps the concept of the biphasic dose response, which we've kind of alluded to, but um, the biphasic dose response is like a, a bell curve where on the left side of the bell curve, 
your dosage is too low. So you're not going to see the results you're looking for. And on the right side of that uh, bell curve is dosages that are too high, which is like where I think most people are that aren't seeing results. They're not seeing results because the light doesn't work. It's because their dosage is too high because we get in this mentality of more is better. If I do 10, a 10 minute treatment for, for my hair, well, 20 must be better or 30 must be better. Or instead of doing one treatment per day, I need to do twice per day, every single day of the week. And so I try to ingrain in people, whether it's customers or people just interested in red light therapy is that more is not better. And it's actually less than you think to get uh, the results you're looking for. So again, the first part of the ebook is educational information. So people can utilize the red light therapy or understand how it works. And then the second half is full of protocols that are, um, I derive specifically from the, the current uh, scientific research. So there's protocols for hair health, skin health, pain, sleep, anxiety, depression, um, and so on and so forth, because you can't use this um, pervasive blanketed global 10 minute treatment for everything, 10 minutes of red and near infrared light every single day. Um, and you'll get results. Whereas people will probably get benefits because they're just putting themselves in front of the light. If you're going specifically, let's say for thyroid health or specifically for improving your sleep, you need to tweak it. So for example, skin health, let's say anti-aging skin health, you want to get rid of those wrinkles. You want to keep your skin nice and plump. You want red light only at about 15 to 18 inches away for two to three minutes, two to three, two to four times a week. Compare that to, let's say you're treating your brain for anxiety, depression, or, or sleep even, you want to use near infrared light only, or you could use red, but specifically near infrared uh, at about six inches away for up to eight to 10 minutes, uh, three to five days per week. So you can see just with those two examples, skin health and, and mental health or, or brain health, vastly different treatment protocols. And so that's why I developed that ebook is to give people specific protocols. So if they're looking to fine tune and perfect or or look for the most uh, effective treatment for what they're, what, they're, what they're trying to treat, now they have access to that instead of having to dig through thousands and thousands of articles and spend hundreds of hours trying to synthesize it and tease out what the best, uh, best protocols are. So, so that's something else that BioLite does is with that ebook, it's provided with all purchases, but also just the mission of BioLite is not to sell uh, uh, panels or, or products as much as it is to educate uh, people about red light therapy. So that's why I'm here on the podcast talking to you um, is to provide information, give people more exposure because just like dry needling, more people need to know about that. More people need to know about red light therapy and how it can potentially uh, impact their health in a positive way. And so the more people that know about it and the more people that utilize it, uh, we're, we're just going to have a healthier and healthier uh, world. That's so important, which is like the phase, uh, the phase dose response. You know, I see people, um, using red light, just like they would like a regular light, you know, where it's like, uh, they've just got the red light just kind of next to their, on their desk or whatever. And it's just blasting them for eight hours a day. And I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, I haven't seen any data that says that's bad or that's good, but it almost kind of feels like, you know, and I'm a big believer in this too, where it's like, we do have this, this problem in, in America, especially, which is like, if, if some is good, more is better. And that's, that's not the case. Um, so it's good that you, you do provide that education. Cause I know when I got my red light, I just didn't know, I was like, what do I do? 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, 
and it, you, you do need a little coaching with it where it's like, and then you got to know, like, where do you shine it? How far away do you stand? Like, do I put it right on me? Do I leave it off me? You know, do I stand like five feet away? Do I stand two feet away? Um, those are just as important as having the red light in the first place. Yeah, it's it's a lot less complex than people think, but you still need to know the foundation and the fundamentals. So, yeah, if you don't know the fundamentals, it can seem um, it can seem confusing or, or a little little intimidating or complex. But yeah, that's why I spend the first half of that ebook explaining the hows and whys of red light therapy. So then when you look at the protocols, they make sense and uh, you're able to kind of um, navigate the whole red light therapy scene a lot better. But yeah, it is, it is, um, you do need that coaching. You do need that education if you do want uh, to get the best bang for your buck when using red light therapy. Um, so yeah, it is important. There's something sure. else that I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no worries. Yeah, maybe um, more red light therapy to my brain. Yeah, yeah. Put that bad boy right on your head as I start closing up shop here. And if you think <laughs> of it, just toss it in. Um, no, Dr. Mike, this has actually been very educational. Uh, like I said, I've, I've had several people on here talking about red light. I just, I find it just an endlessly interesting topic, especially, you know, where we are now with all of the issue as now health is taking center stage in not just people's lives, but in the media. And I think a lot of people are starting to become more, uh, more accepting of this alternative health space. And I, I really believe that light and light therapy is, are one of those treatments that, that should be a part of anybody's daily routine, whether it's a red light or just going out in the sun, um, taking your shirt off, getting some vitamin D. Uh, you know, I, I love to see innovative things happening in this space. And, and it sounds like BioLite is, is doing just that. Yeah, definitely. And kind of to the point of this podcast, especially with the nootropics and kind of the brain, uh, you can precondition your brain. So doing red light therapy to your brain prior to a cognitively intensive task and there's plenty of research showing that it does improve your concentration, improve your, your time. And if you're doing something that, you know, requires uh, a quick movements. So, so that's a pretty cool way to utilize red light therapy. There's endless ways you're going to end up buying red light therapy to help with, you know, post-surgery healing or for your skin health, but then you'll put it away for maybe a week or two or a month. And then you'll have another condition or another issue where you can pull it out and use it for that. So like you said, it's kind of a Swiss army knife. You can use it for so many different things. There's there's really not a reason not to have at least one, even if it's a handheld small device, at least have that in your tool bag um, so you can use it prophylactically, preventatively, or or when you're just trying to recover from some type of health condition. Yeah, that's why I love it. It's so it's just so multi-use. So if people wanted to learn more about BioLite or about you or, or had any questions pertaining to red light, photobiomodulation, or just the, the BioLite devices uh, or your approach or any of that stuff, where would you send people online or in person or any of that sure. stuff? Sure. <laughs> in person, person, it, find me by the mountains and rivers here in Montana. Kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, check, check us out at um, www.biolite.shop. That's .shop. And then our Instagram is the same thing, biolite.shop. Um, so you can reach out through, through the website. You can reach out through DMs and Instagram. Um, you can check me out on LinkedIn and, and reach out there personally, uh, Mike Belkowski. And then if you want to learn more about the many health benefits of red light therapy, um, you can check out the podcast, like you told in the intro, uh, the Red Light Report. So that's on Spotify. That's on all major spot, um, podcast platforms. And also videos are uploaded to YouTube, those podcasts, but also I have a lot of educational content on YouTube. So just check out um, BioLite on YouTube. So there's a lot of different ways we're trying to get education out, but 
also just reach out to me or, or to us personally, and we're pretty quick to respond. That's great. Those are some some amazing platforms to be getting this kind of information out. And I know a lot of people love just like going on YouTube and just binge watching, you know, stuff on uh, like topics like red light. And uh, that's a great space to fill. So Dr. Mike, thanks so much for joining me today on the Holistic Nootropics podcast. Viewers, listeners, head on over to Mike's uh, pages, his Instagram, his YouTube to learn more about uh, BioLite and what he's doing with red light. And for more all things Holistic Nootropics, check out holisticnootropics.com. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. All right, we did it.